stepping foot onto the most violent federal penitentiary yard in the BOP as a 150-pound, educated, white, middle-class suburban kid with dreadlocks down to my ass was pretty scary. However, that wasn't the worst part of my first experience in the big house. Having to walk through a gauntlet of crazed convicts with a thirst for blood is what made my first steps into the slaughterhouse of the South fucking terrifying. Attention, compound. The bus will be released in 10 minutes. Those were the words heard roaring through the speaker system as our group of 20 inmates sat in R&D. What awaited us was a fate of being unleashed into a prison that was described to me as being like Vietnam by an old school con I met in transit. Following his description, he shook his head and muttered, Good luck, kid. He then merged back into the line of chain felons awaiting to one of the other prisons. The old head's words didn't really relieve too much of my anxiety. And when six of the other prisoners sitting with me got up and decided they weren't going to test the waters and chose to head straight for protective custody, I started to shake and shiver. You can never show fear in prison because if you do, they will eat you alive. I did my best to think of something other than the fact that if I could become someone's bitch in the next 10 minutes. The COs escorted us through the corridor of Louisiana prison the whole time making jokes about the violence that occurs in Pollock, as they called it in their southern drawl. We all did our best to ignore their taunts, chalking up to the cops just talking shit. As soon as we looked out the windows and saw the 1,500 inmates all converged on the door we had to exit from, their both seemed very real. If you're hot, a chomo or a chicken, don't go out there because they will get you, shouted one of the overweight, middleweight country boy laws. And we ain't going to save you, his partner said. They stood at the doors for a solid minute, allowing for an agonizing amount of time for the 14 of us who remained to let it sink in that we were heading into a storm. Well, all right, good luck, said the chewless one. There were some same words again, apparently uttered as a form of encouragement as we walked into the war zone with nothing more than a white t-shirt, khaki pants, and a pair of slip-on shoes from the bus. Most prisons will release their new arrivals quietly at nighttime. They send them off to their respective units so that they can assimilate themselves in the new environment and figure out who's there during the night and deal with any problems and head to PC. Nighttime arrivals at least give you a fighting chance of survival in the feds. USP Pollock went to the extreme opposite end of the spectrum with their view on new arrivals. They figured let the whole compound see who was coming. And if they can't walk the yard, the slaughtering will be quick and they won't have to crawl very far off the compound. The convicts started to part like the Red Sea. Inmates lined the concrete walkways that ran throughout the compound. Everyone was there to see the fresh frisk and the violence that was sure to follow. Names of gangs, neighborhoods, and states started flying out from the crowd towards us. Bloods came from one area. Dirty South came from another. If you heard your set or your neighborhood being called, you head off in that direction to your new prison family. One person yelled, that's that hot New York nigga from Beaumont. And quickly, two big New York men came and smashed them down and beat them up right in front of us. I swear I heard cheers bellowing from the crowd as he got beat. A group of about 10 tatted up white boys appeared and pulled the three white inmates I was walking with off the walkway. 
The fear oozed from the pores of the unfortunate saps as I saw them pulling off their shirts while the vultures circled around them. I had just spent the last 12 hours of my day bonding with these guys. I actually started to like them, but not enough to stick around to see what they had coming. U.S. Pollock was considered an independent prison yard. This meant that it was run by convicts that were not in prison gangs. This particular group of shot callers decided that white prison gang members could not walk this yard. Any fish that hit the compound was quickly snatched up, searched for prison tattoos, and if they found a prison gang patch, he had to go. I continued my trek through the festivities, which included musicians playing guitars and homemade hoots sold out of iced-down trash cans for $5 a bottle. The inmate stares dug into my bones as I silently prayed to make it into my unit before someone figured out that I did not belong. I was certain at any moment I'd get clubbed over the head and dragged into some corner caveman style where my ass cheeks would get mistaken for an all-night diner. The beating and buggery never took place like I expected. I got lucky and made it all the way through the gauntlet unscathed. My dreadlocks fooled any would-be booty bandits or praying Nazis. No one was sure if I was white, black, or Spanish, so nobody dared to test my gangster until they could figure out who I ran with. I made it into the unit in my cell without a single word spoken to me, and I could not wish for anything better, because Lord knows this was only my first five minutes in prison.